0: I started working in a hospital when I was 14. I learned through some hard experiences that health isn't just about longevity, it's about quality of life. Working with patients, trying to get them to eat more fruits and vegetables, it just was impossible. Most of my patients were eating less than three servings of fruits or vegetables a day. That's when I decided I need to find a different way. That's how I developed Balance of Nature. It gives your body the chemistry it needs to help your cells run at their optimum. It's real, it's real science, it's real fruits and vegetables, and it's real people. I would attribute the success of Balance of Nature going from a back room in my practice to millions of servings of fruits and vegetables being served to the world every single day to the simple fact that it works
1: as a special holiday offer get $25 off plus a free fiber and spice with your first preferred order use discount code Kate
0: R.
2: hi everybody I just wanted to tell you a little bit about that fourth hour that new fourth hour is starting March the second and I really want you to be a part of it this is the first time a radio show has ever done this a live radio show where you get to become part of the the background of that show. You get to um, give me information. You get to give me research. You get to have a voice in what happens. And um, I'm excited about this. In fact, I'm only taking a very selective small group of people. We're going to join together off the air, and this is going to be um, every Thursday night from eight to nine thirty at night. And people, other people that do this something like this. They only do it like once a month. We're going to do it every week and it'll be recorded. If you can't make it that week, Uh, you can either sit in and just observe or listen or be part of the conversation. And so I'll have special guests come on just for you. And you'll get access to me through a special phone number where you'll be able to text me during the show and message me. And I can ask questions to guests and things like that, um, which will just make access so much easier. You'll have access that no one else has and those things forward to my cell phone. So Please go to the 4th hour tab on katedallyradio.com at the top and click and there's more information there and I'm excited got to get your spot because it's filling up and I'm only taking a select uh, group. We got to keep it small. So please go get your spot and uh, get ready cuz March 2nd we start. All right?
1: Think while it's still legal. The Kate Daly show starts now. <laughs>
3: He spent a lot of time in the gulag, and he observed that there were people there who he admired. Now, the camps were mostly run by the prisoners, so because most prisoners, many prisoners, became trustees and then would move up the administrative ladder. And that's pretty interesting in a really dark way, right? Because it's like a hell that's run by the devils, and they could escape at any moment if they just realized that they were the ones running it, but they didn't. And and so that that made the situation even more brutal than it might have been, because he noticed, too, that prisoners who became guards were often more brutal than the civilian guards, maybe to justify to themselves what they had done. Who knows? Anyways, Solzhenitsyn at one point noticed that there were people in the camps whose comportment he truly admired, who seemed incorruptible, who wouldn't deceive or lie or take the easy way out regardless of what it was that they were being threatened with and they wouldn't sign the confessions that everybody had to sign guilty or not guilty they refused to play along and some of them certainly died for that but many people died in the gulags so that was hardly um, an anomaly but he said that many of them What he learned was that even under terrible circumstances, there were ways of being more or less noble. It would be under terrible circumstances where that sort of thing would be put to the test. It really made him think about his own role in his own demise. You know, like, he had Hitler to blame, right? Because, well, there was the Second World War, and he had Stalin to blame. And I mean... If you need people to blame for your misery, those are credible people to blame, you know, especially both of them at the same time. And yet he started to consider, you know, what did I do in my own life that increased the probability that I ended up here?
2: Wow, powerful clip. Jordan Peterson, what did I do to end up here? And that message is for all of us right now. What am I doing to, you know, to, to make this happen? The very thing that you're probably listening to this show for, the very thing that says to you, I'm losing my country. What do we do? And um, how do we get it back? And what are we doing to make that happen? I ask myself this every day and I can actually pick out things I'm doing to enslave myself. Mm -hmm. Right. I talked about flying yesterday and the drug dogs, the bomb dogs, whatever they are, and added to the TSA experiment. You know, it's the same kind of thing. So um, we asked Harold uh, Ziegard to come on. His book is called Freedom's Nightmare. I'm so happy that you called in. By the way, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. So happy to have you. Uncle Milty's here. How are
4: yep, you? I'm good.
2: And uh, we have a lot to talk about on today's show, but I want to get to this because Harold's story is so compelling and so interesting for all of us to learn from. Um, Harold uh, was in East Germany when East Germany was East Germany. And Harold, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you for having me I'm uh, delighted to be on again Absolutely. It's a long time uh, I'm listening from time to time let's say at least every other week I'm listening in. Ah oh, nice uh, nice yeah,
2: just, are you are, do you happen to to a be, Do you happen to be on um, are you on a car phone Harold?
4: Yes I'm, I'm driving from my office home is for there, the next hour approximately Is there
2: any way to switch back to a regular phone just to talk on the phone?
4: Yeah, impossible? hold on. I have okay. to do that. Okay.
2: I'm going to tell you a little bit. Uh, Freedom's Nightmare is his book, and it's in its second edition now, and you can get it on Amazon. Freedom's Nightmare is really an important okay. book because it talks about how, how the East Germans absol- ended the East German rule that, that he was under. Okay, And the story is so compelling about how that happened because everybody wonders, how can we stop all this? Yeah. And can we? What's your message to that? How did this yeah. happen? How did this so, happen, Harold?
4: It, yeah, first of all, people have to stop being decentralized in defending what everybody believes is freedom and is the basic of this nation. This nation was founded on the principle of Can man rule itself? Right. Mm -hmm. And what it has, what it has become, is we will others let rule ourselves, and then we will complain about it (laughs) that it is not as we would like to have it. Yes, that's where we are right now. I agree. So first of all, we have to stop to disagree about why the. Green flowers are not rose or yellow. Mm-hmm. We have to stop to, to disagree about all these negligible items which have nothing to do with the freedom of the people. We have to stop pickering about what this guy is saying about, I don't know, the moon and the other guy is saying about uh, that car or whatever. All these little tiny negligible items and yeah I, I understand sometimes really boring things in life. We have to put them aside. Every single one who wants to have this country back where it was before nineteen thirteen and that is the time that's the time frame we are talking about. You have right. to you have to put the regulation system back before 1913. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that, you have to throw everything else you want to have in the trash can for now. Yep. And you have to focus only on that. That is the only goal. And you know what that means? That means getting rid of the uh, Federal Reserve, getting rid of the IRS, uh, reducing all these unconstitutional agencies and uh, departments, which didn't exist before, and restrain the power of the national government according to the Constitution, uh, 10th Amendment, every, every power which is not listed here is reserved to the state and the people thereof. Um, that is yeah. what we have to focus on. I agree. Now, how do we do that? Oh, you're so right. It's, how do we Uncle do team. It sounds,
1: Harold, it sounds like what you're saying is we have to prepare to sacrifice a little bit to get yes. there.
4: Oh, yeah. Hundred percent, you have to sacrifice. You cannot see what what I what I always say is: you cannot dance on the on the deck of the uh, um, sinking ship and hope that somebody is coming and pumping out the water. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You yeah. cannot do that. Right. You have to do it yourself, and you have to stop dancing, and you have to stop music playing. You have to stop playing around. You have to stop barking on the wrong tree. That's what I usually say when I speak somewhere. Mm, the, the whole leader. the whole nation of patriots is barking on the wrong tree. And and my my comparison is that when these um, when these hunters go out with a pack of dogs to hunt the uh, uh, what is it called the the cougars right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the mountain lions yeah. The mountain lions at a certain point is jumping on a tree because it cannot run away anymore. And then the pack of dogs would stay underneath that tree and barking until the hunters come and shoot the cougar down. Mm -hmm. Now what we are doing is we are barking on the wrong tree. Mm. Everyone in the United States has to dig, dig into history and has to learn what happened in 1913. The banksters took over this country. This country is in the hands of the banksters. 98% of all corporations, international corporations, which sit in the United States, are controlled by BlackRock and Vanguard. Two investment corporations control over $20 trillion of investments. That is an enormous power. No government can withstand that. And I I mean, you can Google it for yourself. You can go on Yahoo Finance and you can type in any company, any company you want, which is an international corporation, and you will find out that the majority of shareholders is BlackRock and Vanguard, and then maybe two or three others, State Street, for example. So that is the first thing. We have to learn and to understand who is our enemy. Everyone who ever served in the military knows that the first analysis about how to attack your enemy is to define your enemy. Yep. And if you define your enemy in the wrong way, you can attack whatever you want, you will lose. Hmm. So the East Germans, the patriots in East Germany, those who did not bow down to the communism, those who did not want to be separated people for the next 200 years. They understood that there is one enemy and nobody else. And that one enemy was the Socialist United Party, the SUP of East Germany. That was the enemy. And they knew that that enemy is secured and saved by the state security police, which was their tool to suppress any oppression, uh, any uh, uproar any opposition. So what we tried to do was to create small groups in every single town, small groups of patriots, which we would meet and would line out a strategy. How can we do this? How can we overcome a militarized power which has over 95,000 employees? And almost every sixth German, East German citizen is reporting to them. Just think about the numbers. They had Mm -hmm. infiltrators everywhere. So how can we overcome that? How
2: did you meet, so we, we, knowing who the, I mean, yeah. obviously there were, and we're going to break and come back, So I want you to know you've got another yeah. segment. But how did, I mean, how did you get away from the infiltrators that pose as Americans that act like you and I and the patriots? I mean, how did you get, how did you pick those out? Because you knew they were amongst you, right? Trying to get info.
4: Yes, info. yes, yes. So what, what you do is you try to instill or you, you, you place a wrong uh, what do we call that? You place a wrong incident, ah. which you know it is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And then you you watch the reaction of the government or of the police in your area of this the Stasi officers in your area. You watch that. For example, we would say, okay, next week uh, on Friday at eight o'clock at night, we will all meet at that and that restaurant in front of that restaurant, and we will hold up signs which say. Uh, uh, reunite Germany Something like that right uh-huh, Right. And those Who were Aware of Or where the, where the real guys were Would not go there <laughs> mm, okay. and, and the traders The traders would be there Yep. Okay there yeah. was, no, So, so let, Stop
2: right there Harold We're going to come right back Because I don't want you to get cut, cut off by the music We'll be right back Kate Daly okay. Show, Harold Ziegler. the book is Freedom's Nightmare, and it's second edition now. You can go grab it on Amazon. Be right back.
0: Z-Stack was a gift from God. Since, since with God's grace, I was the originator of the protocol, both the, the hydroxychloroquine protocol and the Z-Stack approach, that they felt that they were getting an authentic, undiluted version of a treatment that's endorsed by me. And so it's become a real um, successful approach in mitigating the severity of illness, viral illness, is that it's a nutritional supplement, which it is, and that it is an immune booster. Now, what I could say is that it contains quercetin and vitamin C, which according to the NIH peer-reviewed papers, is an effective zinc delivery system. And according to peer-reviewed papers also on the NIH, zinc inhibits the enzyme that is associated with RNA viral replication. And according to peer-reviewed papers, vitamin D3 in high normal levels between 50 and 70 essentially eliminates intensive care unit admissions. It's an extremely powerful um, immune booster or optimizing your immune system. It's a general health treatment. It would make sense to have your immune system as optimal and primed before you get sick. And then if you God forbid you do get sick, you use zinc and a zinc delivery system to inhibit viral replication and outcomes are much more favorable. It's a general health treatment. It would make sense to have your immune system as optimal and primed before you get sick.
2: Go to katedallyradio.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and click on the Zelenko ad. And you'll be, you'll be helping Truth and Radio at the same time you're ordering wonderful products for yourself from Dr. Zelenko. Try the new Z-Flu, the brand new product that just came out, that it can help you feel a little better when you have the flu and also help prevent the flu. You're going to love this product. It's called Z-Flu. Look for it on Zelenko's page when you link over from my homepage, katedalyradio.com. Thanks so
1: much. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you, we're having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush waffle or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, Quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding, including my pillow bed sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now.
2: Make sure and use the promo code Kate K A T E and get those savings and help Truth in Radio. Thanks, you guys
1: talk lines are open now. Call I 888-673-1450. About about this is the Kate Daly Show. Here
0: in this country, harping on the wars we fight, griping about the way things ought to be. I don't mind them switching sides and standing up for things they believe in. When they're running down our Hi, little uh,
2: Merle Haggard. I'm um, So welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. And of course, balance of nature, you got to get over there. Make sure that you have balance of nature. You're taking it every day. This is the supplement to get your health back, to get it back on track, and to strengthen your immune system. Something that you have control over, something that you need to do right now. You've heard me talking about it. Just pull the trigger and do it. Just get it. Just try it for a week and a half. You'll see the difference in about a week and a half to two weeks. All those testimonials you hear—they're all true. People do those testimonials because they believe in it, because they're taking it. Balanceofnature.com, code word Kate, um, and uh, you'll get 35% off and free shipping. Do it. Get your health in order right now. Those New Year's resolutions that probably crashed and burned—you can still pick those up um, and make sure that you are including your immune system. Make sure that you're taking. I consider this a multivitamin. It's amazing. Uh, balanceofnature.com, thirty-one fruits and vegetables a day. Okay, every day, all those nutrients going into your system. I can't say I can't say enough good about it. We have Harold Zieger. The book is Freedom's Nightmare. He's actually writing a new book too. And your uh, your uh, the the man that raised you actually was born was over here for fifteen years, and he was an Austrian citizen. Correct, Harold? Because I was wondering about your parents. Yeah, Were they so,
4: patriots? Sorry. Were your parents patriots? Yeah, so yeah. My, my biological dad was born in Austria while my grandpa was visiting Austrian relatives. So my, my grandpa immigrated from Austria to the United States in 1913 because he didn't want to serve in the army. He, everybody knew the war was coming uh, at this time. So he didn't want to serve the Austrian army with a corrupt to the bone Austrian emperor. Mm -hmm. And he never understood why Germany uh, clinged to that uh, uh, mutual support agreement, which they did before Austria became so corrupt, but they did. So anyway, so he he moved, he immigrated to the United States, and then in in, in 1921, he visited relatives and uh, met a girl which was from Allentown. She was born in the United States, but was also with us in heritage. And uh, they did something which you should not do when you are not married, right? Uh-huh. And so in a, in a deep-to-the-bone Catholic country, you cannot be pregnant if you are not married. Uh-huh. So they get married there. And gotcha. my dad was born over there. And then in uh, early, uh, early summer, 21, they moved back to the United States. And he grew up here. He had two sisters until 1935 or 36. I'm not sure. 1935, I think it was. Um, it was because of the Great Depression. My grandpa was a, a chef in a German restaurant in the Bronx in New York. And you can imagine at this time, there was not much uh, money making in a restaurant Mm -hmm. Uh, when people didn't have money to even buy a loaf of bread, right? Right, right. So, but but he had a ton of relatives and uh, his wife, so my grandma had a ton of relatives over there in Austria, all farmers, they didn't hunger. So they decided to send my grandma with the kids back to Austria to weather this horrible situation. Now, that was a good decision until my grandma died in late 1936. And all the kids, these three kids, were split among the relatives. Nobody had money to send them back by by ship Mm. and pay for the tickets. So in then 1938, uh, Germany occupied Austria. Uh, My dad was 18 years old, was drafted into the army. And uh, uh, all, all Austrians were declared Germans by decree. And so he, when the war was over, so he served the whole war. When the war was over, he didn't know that he is not a German. He thought he is a German. Oh. And uh, then he met my 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 mother, and they married, and uh, they had three kids. And uh, <clears throat> then they got divorced, and my mom moved into East or over to East Germany. And my research results, which uh, started. Late when I was uh, in Austria, I could start to research a little bit more because during the time in East Germany, everything was secret and, and you couldn 't get any papers and Then I could see my Stasi files, uh, which is all written in a book. Mm-hmm. I found out that my my biological mother was actually a Stasi agent in West Germany, implemented there to work for the communist party wow. in, in East Germany as a, as a spy. Your mom? Wow. Yes. And so when, when the, the Communist party, party in West Germany in 1956 was uh, banned and, mm-hmm. and forbidden, she, she went underground first, worked for a year, 1957, uh, in uh, underground, and then the uh, um, what is called in German, Verfassenschutz, Means a constitutional police or whatever. They discovered her her source, and so she took us as kids and moved over to East Germany. Uh, got divorced, and uh, my dad went back to Austria, and uh, we didn't see him till 1985. Wow! So I uh, she married again. I was I was uh, raised by a stepdad who was a drunk, and that is the reason why I. All of my youth life, my, my children's life as my, my, as, a ch- as a child and as a youth, the only way to have peace around me was with the communist organizations. Hmm. They took care of me. And that is why I became such a uh, very indoctrinated communist. Hmm. Um, but what pulled you out of that? What What made you realize? My wife. My wife. Wow. Now... Um, I have to back off of that. Uh, I usually say God tried to get three times to get a hand on me. And uh, the first time was pumping the organ bulge in the in the church in our village. That was uh, because I could earn some money there, and I did that. I didn't pay much attention to church at all. Um, the second time was <coughs> when I saw a uh, crucifix in a church, a life-size wooden Christ figure mm-hmm. where the church was burned right up to his feet and then the fire stopped. That was during a firebombing during World War Two. Wow. That was that gave me goosebumps, I have yeah, to tell you. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I, but I still, you know, I, I still didn't catch it. Uh, and then the grandma of my cousin, she insisted on that we get... Uh, the confirmation, the Lutheran Church confirmation, and uh, finally we did. And when we were when we were done with the ceremony, we get that uh, what the Lutheran Church calls the small catechism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the the psalms, the proverbs, and uh, what else is in there? Psalms, proverbs, uh, the God's prayer. I-, I can't remember. So it's a it's a little booklet with the basics of the Lutheran Church, or Lutheran mm-hmm. belief. Mm-hmm. And when we went out of church, my brother and I, we just threw this book into the bushes. Wow, wow. And uh, and then when I graduated from high school and went to college, I was, uh, because of my great education <laughs> in uh, communist youth organization, and that I was even more sent to trainings and schools and classes how to organize youth groups, how to organize special events and things like that, which for were communism. great. If you take the communism away, all these tools served me later in helping to organizing the basics for the resistance. Right. Mm. So then uh, I was ordered to uh, lead the uh, political uh, basics for a. Uh, work team, which was in, in, implemented in the late 70s, 70, 75, 76, 78, they started what they called youth predates, uh, where, they, where they formed worker groups with people which were younger than 30. And the reason was all of these people were already grown up in communism, from kindergarten through school and trade school, they were perfectly right. brainwashed, right? And they formed these groups uh, as a principal uh, spare spare uh, what do you call it spare tip spare, spare point for other worker groups as an example. This is how you work. This is how you do the best for the communism. And I was ordered to organize their political training and to watch their adherence. To the communist system, and one part of that was that the the members of this team were forbidden to date. For example, if somebody wanted to date a girl or a, or or a man, it needs to be sure that they were communist, communistic, and uh, not in opposition to the system. Right. And I did I didn't like that. And then I was actually ordered. To report or to to uh, to write reports to the Stasi, the State Security Police, if somebody met or dated someone who was not in agreement with the socialist system, and that was where I started to say, "This is not right." Hmm. What has what has communism to do with the personal love life right. of people? Right. So no, I started to question that. I stopped reporting, and I was immediately chastised for that. I bet I was thrown out of many positions which I had at this time, influential youth positions in our corporation, and in the in the college. So I I finished my college, you know, very frustrated, and uh, and went to work as an engineer on a fishing trawler, and then I decided to go back. Um, to university, but that was after. So then military service came and I was already, you know, in a frustrating position, what means my relation to the Communist Party. Although I was a Communist Party member, I hated already many things which were actually the logic or the the basics of communism. Total control of your life, no matter what it was. You know, you're even, as I said, into your bedroom, right? Right. All Mm. of these things. And uh, so I, I stopped my military service, and every, every month we had what we called red light, which was a police uh, officer would come, usually from division or higher level, and would tell us why we are fighting the rotting West uh, 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 capitalist system and you know all these, all these. Uh, they have to market it to
2: you, sell it to you, yeah, just yeah. like they did our wars over here. We got marketed and sold and and everything else. Yeah, yeah.
4: So, and one time, there was a major was there from uh, from division, and he was telling us that we have all the spies in the NATO. We have the spies in West Germany, and they are sitting in top levels, which was true. We later learned that that was true. I mean, the secretary of uh, uh, chancellor. um, We'll be
2: right back. Uh, More with Harold Zeker when we come back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I've been standing up like a tree. The birds in the sky made a home out of me. Walking this road, trying to carry this load. You know, sometimes everybody got to fall down.
2: Welcome back. hey Dolly Show.
1: Got
2: to Jake Labatz, Everybody's Gotta Fall Down, fall gotta down. Fall down uh, from the Yellowstone series. Um, welcome back to the show. Very important guest. Very, very important guest. We could talk about a lot of things happening right now, but really when you get down to it, this is really the topic, isn't it? Um, how do we get out of this mess what can we do and how did they do it in East Germany and uh, and Harold was just talking Harold Zeger's with us he was just talking about his um, uh, his roots in in communism and and the brainwashing that occurred but then how he how he got out of that mindset and what started to strike him about liberty I think that that spirit of liberty lives within everybody slave or not you you have that spirit of Liberty uncle Milty? I, I
1: just want to throw- Throw this in real quick. Harold's story is almost identical to Lily for Congress's story from China.
2: Yes. Almost identical. That's so true. We've had them both on the show, both amazing. You're right. You're so right. Um, so, Harold, let's bring it back. Okay, you were just talking about how it was infiltrated into NATO and, and all the different high-up high positions. And then let's talk about what the yeah. groups did to, to end East Germany. What, what actually happened to do that?
4: So so what actually happened, I mean, my wife brought me to Christ, and that's a longer story. I don't want to tell it now because we don't have the time. And if you buy the book, it's all in there. Right. How that happened, how I told you. Freedom's Christ. Nightmare that's is awful. the book. Mm-hmm. yeah walked walk away from communism and uh, so we formed small groups, and the key to that is you have to have a core group of people who would die for you, like Jesus said right, right. If, you lay, if you lay down your life for your for your friend, that's the greatest service you can do. that is what he did yes, and so you you connect first with people which, which would sacrifice their life for you. Hmm. And you meet with them without cell phones. Uh-huh. Leave your cell phone home. Switch it off is not enough. Having it with you is not enough because then the power's not to be. Know that you are meeting with other people at a certain point. And within 10 minutes, you will have somebody sitting next to you and listen to you on the neighbor's table or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you meet with them in secret, without cell phones, and you organize a small group. And every single one of you know people whom he would trust with his own life. And nobody else in the group will know these people. You will never talk about them to your core group. Every single member of the core group will have a number of people he knows and he is in contact and he directs and tells them what to do, when to do, and how to do it. And all of those small group people will have one. And I I once called that the cancer system. And I, I learned that many people are offended by that. So I call it now the spider plant system. Okay, all right. And everybody knows a little bit about, about plants know how a spider plant is growing so look at that and you will you will understand what I mean so the, the the main reason was even if the Stasi infiltrated one group they would only know one guy and no more so they would not be able to spring the whole net so with that we started small groups core groups and then we had a connection guy to the next town and only these two guys knew each other. So the group, the group didn't know. The group did not know the themselves. other guy.
2: The group did not know the other guy. Right. It was just the two, like, kind of right. like the spokespersons for both groups would meet.
4: Right. Okay. Right. So then we organized. We said, okay, next week, to, to, to uh, flush out the traders, we said, okay, next week, Friday, everybody makes a big sign. Uh, Reunite Germany, for example, mm-hmm. and we meet at that restaurant and we stay in front of that restaurant because all the bonzes, all the big, big wigs are going to that restaurant Friday, Friday night and have a nice night. So we go there. And all of those who were real knew that we will never do this because it was much too dangerous. But these guys who were fake and were spies... They would go there. They <laughs> wow. were sure. they were sure. when they get arrested they would be released immediately. Right. No and fear. Only those Right. So because the Stasi knew them, the Stasi knew that they are infiltrators. Wow. So they Brilliant. would release them. And only those who are not not Stasi spies, they would be in jail. So that was that was how we flushed them out. Excellent. Because they would stand alone there <laughs> and nobody else was there. <laughs> and Stasi would, right. would, wait, would, would wait for the others and nothing would happen, right? Wow. So we knew these are the traitors. So brilliant. Uh, and then and then we would organize, let's say, 5,000 people next Monday at the St. Mary Church, okay? Mm-hmm. And every single court group would have its connections and would tell them, have a candle, make sure that it doesn't go blow out when we walk around the church and be there at 6 o'clock. And that worked. And that took, that took place, I think, in about 4,000 towns, beginning in late, I would say late June 1998. I was long gone at this time. I was just starting the organization with a group in our area in 1984, 1985, before I left East Germany. And that tells you how complicated and how long. Right.
2: So this was 88, 1988.
4: 88. Okay. Okay. But we can do it. Mm-hmm. We can organize these groups and we can make it happen that we have 50, 60,000 people marching around our state. Uh, capitals and protesting these idiots that they stop doing what they are doing. Right. And if you do that every single Monday, don't do it on a Sunday when they are all at home and look watching TV, how Fox News is reporting that these idiots are protesting on a Saturday or on a Sunday when nobody is there. No, make their lives miserable. They should not be able to enter that building because it's such a big a bunch of people mm-hmm. standing around there and blocking everything. Wow. Do it on a on a Monday, on a Thursday, on a on a Friday, whatever. And don't be predictable. Do it on different days.
2: Mm, I like that. And
4: have enough people there that the police cannot sprang it, that the police cannot go in and push you away. If you have, if you. I mean, what is the problem to get 50,000 out of 25 million mm-hmm. Ohioans into the city on a specific day? No, that's so, the only that's problem so is the complacency and the disorganization, because every single uh, patriotic leader wants to have his little fifth tomb and be his only king.
2: Right, right. So how did the groups and, uh, work? So the groups started out in, a, in amounts of what and then ended up in amounts of what?
4: So usually the core groups would start with five to ten people because there is not really a lot of people you would trust with your life if you if you really consider that. True. Right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. even you, Kate, if somebody would come to you and would say, Kate, give me a number, how many people you would trust with your life. Mm-hmm. Or your family's life. Yeah, you would probably end up with maybe a handful or ten.
2: Yeah, maybe ten. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So these and groups that, marched around the church. Stuff. They marked They took right. all the churches and they said they were going to just mark keep marching around them. So they started out in those groups, kind of like it reminds
4: me of this. No, 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 no. These ten, these ten people would agree upon a certain regiment. I How see. How they work, what they do, and and you know swear swear the silence and then every single one of them would go out and find his own eight to ten people whom he trusts with his life i see and would build a group with these people i see and then the next and then the next and then the next so finally they would report back and suddenly the core group would say okay i have a downline with let's say Five group, five group levels with a total of 50 people. And the next one would say, oh, I have six, 16 downline, and they are totally 200 people, and so on. So now we had an outreach area of about 500, 600 people, and then we would start. Ah, gotcha. And when you have 500, 600 people marching around a dominant building, with a candlelight in the hand, mm-hmm. and say, "We are the people." Yeah, it's too we big, to, the bust. Too big to bust. Too big bust. We are the people. That was all what we did. We are the people. Wow. Then other people who are sitting on their butt mm-hmm. and don't want to risk anything, they will come. They will suddenly turn out and want to be a part of it. Right. Right. So, the first thing what you have to as a patriot is to forget that you might lose your life yes that you might lose your house your boat your car whatever it doesn't matter if you are a child of god if you are a child of the living jesus christ there are other important things to do get going forget about your worldly Stuff you have. It would burn up anyway.
2: Right, right. That's what I was going to say. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you don't have freedom. That That's job right. isn't going to matter much longer if you don't have the freedom. No, so.
4: because, yeah, because at the end, they would take it away anyway. Right. Like this, this, this pick there, this, this guy Schwab said, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Yep. I will tell you, if you own nothing, nothing, you are not happy <laughs> because you don't control your own life anymore. That's
2: right. right. Wow. Wow. So these big groups were too big to bust because of the numbers. They right. couldn't be shooting right. at them. Right. right. It, it, the optics would have looked so, bad.
4: Yeah. At the end, uh, when, they, when they actually ordered to parachute battalions, to Leipzig where the largest demonstrations were going on every Monday, 25 to 30,000 people. Wow! So they ordered the parachute troops there and the colonel commanding those said, no, I'm not executing that order. You can do whatever you want to me. I ordered the battalions to go home to the barracks. I will not execute that order. Mm -hmm. And that was the end of East Germany.
2: Wow! Wow! And you, sim- this, the people, simply said, "We are the people."
4: We um, are the people, wow. and that's all. I that's mean, it. What yeah. is What is the Constitution saying? Yeah. This country is made we the people. by the people, for the people. I
2: so agree right? with you. Um, Uncle Milty has a comment.
1: Harold, do you still yep. Are you still in contact with anybody in Germany?
4: Barely. Uh, most of Most of the people my age are actually dead already. Wow. You know, yeah. East Germany had a very, very low life expectancy. Yes. Yeah,
2: nutrition, and I'm sure everything. People don't know that.
4: But, you know, if, you, if all of you have is a bad bread, bad butter, and bad meat, and bad food, not even fruits, yeah. just some, some vegetables, yeah. all the time the same. Yeah, you're you're not nutrified, Ab- and, and, and your body shuts down earlier. You
2: know, I want you to, get, to give you time to tell people how to get your book because yeah. it explains everything you just said, but compounds and and, exp- yeah. and expounds on it more. What, how do people get Freedom's Nightmare? So,
4: Freedom's Nightmare is available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, on all major book sell websites. Because most people don't know that there are others than Amazon. Right. I mean, Amazon is very very. Uh, uh, what do you call it, easy to order and things like that. But you can go it somewhere else and get it there too. Um, I'm also willing to give you my email address. It's H-Z-I-E-G-E-R at protonmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you send me an email, I will get you instructions, how you get the money to me, and I will send you a signed copy. As soon as I get them from the from the publisher, I don't have my copies myself yet. Because they were just printed last Friday. Right. So it would take a while until the paperbacks will be available. The uh, uh, electronic version is available at Amazon. I have seen that yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Thank you. But please buy a paperback because then I get a little money back. Yeah, that's I don't know nice. much from the electronic version.
2: Right. I Oh, no, I so appreciate you telling your life story. You speak everywhere. Um, you're going to join me on InfoWars tomorrow. I am so appreciative of you speaking out because we can learn so much from you about how this operates, how as people we need to stand together in large groups um, and go with people you trust. I love how you infilt- went with the infiltration and, and absolutely um, vetted them out of the circles. That's just fantastic. It was just brilliant. So thank you, Harold Zeger. I really appreciate you. Freedom's Nightmare is the book. I'll see you tomorrow on InfoWars. Thank you. Thank you. Yep.
4: See you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And, and, uh, wonderful. Don't give up, guys.
2: Yep. Still, yep. We're still in the fight. This fight. is why they do false flags. Yep. They wouldn't have to do false flags if they owned right. us yet, right? So right. <laughs> that's the yep. level of desperation. Thank you, Harold. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere.